It's time now for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips, demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Sparks. Good morning, everyone, for the second time. No technical difficulties this time. That was my fault and a little bit of a computer issue. But we are good now, and good morning to you. Hope you're doing well today. It's warming up here in central Indiana. That's all I can say, and no rain. Let's go to Jenny downstairs in her office, I think. Yeah, that's where I am. Good morning, everybody. You doing all right? Pretty good. I thought I overslept this morning. I woke up and smelled coffee, and I thought, oh, no, I have overslept, but I won't be ready in time. But I didn't. Thank goodness. You didn't oversleep. I just got up a little early. So that's all I can say. (laughs) Let's see. Let's go to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Tim, how are you? Well, that's... Good here. Are you muted, Tim? Let's see. It says I am. Now you're you're okay. You're good now. I just, now I should be good. You are yeah. good. You're All good. right. Whoops. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm doing fine, and it's uh, pretty nice weather around here. Although it's supposed to get really hot and awful by the weekend, but uh, and uh, all ready for. Uh, uh, countdown tomorrow night from 1966. Hope everyone can do that. That's all I can say. It's a, it's it's a great thing when you have that countdown and everything is in its world and it's right. Let's go to Altoona, Pennsylvania. Hey. Well, we're good morning. Doing... Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't know who is. We're doing well. You doing okay? You yeah, we're okay. getting ready to have some pork and sauerkraut. Pork and he is. Sauerkraut. I'm not. <laughs> You'll eat something different. I'm not a pork and sauerkraut person at yeah. all. Well, I will say Jeff is not on the panel today. He's his daughter's sixth grade graduation, so we told him he could have the day off. So Jeff will not be here. We'll say hi to the regular other people on the phone lines. We'll get to you in just a few moments. But we've got Dana from Griffin, Georgia. He's going to tell us about a new a new app for the iPhone. If his battery is still good. Are you there, Dana? Make sure. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I said I'm on me Am I here? Yeah, you are here. Dana's all okay. the way from Griffin, 
Georgia. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just, just going to tell you about that new app I discovered uh, while well, I read about it. I didn't find it. It's called Recup, R-E-C-U-P. It's $1.99 for the app, and it'll record, and you can save it to your Dropbox, and you don't have to mess around on the screen. You just hit record, double tap that, record what you want to record. Don't touch the screen again. Hit double tap the screen again, and it'll it'll make it'll say you can go down in the right corner, and you'll hear where it says uploading audio. And when it finishes uploading, it'll go bleep. It'll let you know it's finished. So it actually, by default, with your, I guess, with permission or whatever, it will automatically record it to a, if you have a Dropbox account, correct? That's right. I don't know what it'll do if you don't. I guess it saves it on the phone. I hadn't tried that yet. Yeah. Well, I guess you could unlink it and try it and then link it back up. Most folks, most folks have a Dropbox account because it's free. It doesn't cost anything unless you are collectors of well, things. I pay for mine. I got bunches of stuff in it. So. Right, right. But so you give this app a thumbs up. Is that correct? Oh, yes, sir. Sure. And do. give it a thumbs up. So, how about the recording quality of it? Is it pretty good? Yes, you can. There's a, there's a setting uh, before you record. If you look around, it'll say record high quality, and you can switch that on or off. And it picks up pretty well then. Oh, yes, sir, it does. I've been playing around with it. So if you want to take notes, maybe, maybe you want to record a meeting, a lecture, something like that, it works pretty good. Yeah, you could probably do a podcast with it, I I would imagine. It'll record as long as you keep recording. Maybe it's better than the job that I do most of the time. So maybe you ought to give that a try. Again, it's called Recup, R-E-C-U-P. Well, thank you so very much. I know your batteries. No, uh, it'll be okay, man. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll fix that problem. Did you? Okay, good, good, good. So if we have any questions about that, anybody on the panel want to ask any questions about that? That sounds like a make, cool app. Yeah, I was going to make a comment that um, the free version of Dropbox... Um, has gone to limiting you to only three devices on Dropbox if you have the free version. Just so people know that. Hey, can I make another comment, Bill, about Dropbox? I discovered the other day, I didn't, you can can right-click or or context menu on that uh, folder in Dropbox, and you can tell it online only, and it will just have your index in the Dropbox folder, and when you're online, it'll, it'll run. It'll save all kinds of hard drive space. Ah, now that's a now that's something I did not know. Yep, it'll have when you right click it'll say it'll say something about smart menu or something. When you go in there, it'll say local or online only, and you won't tell if it's checked or not, but it'll start indexing and put everything. When you're online, you can access it. When you're not online, you can still see the files, but you just can't do anything with them. You know, I think my computer in Florida, you know, used to be, because we've got a big music collection here, that we used to... Mine's in Dropbox. Right, right, that we used to do that with, and then it would cause a 
but now with the new way that does that, and I will go in and check that after the show, it makes it so much quicker that you don't have to put all that on your local machine and you can free up your hard drives. Yep. That's a good thing, and you know how hard drives can go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't I see something about, aren't they increasing the size you can have in Dropbox to a terabyte? Did I see that somewhere? Yes, two terabytes. Two terabytes, yeah. Is that for the free account or the paid account? That's the paid account. Oh. Oh. We do have two raised hands. All right. Uh, we have uh, 724 was first. That's Jerry from Indiana, probably. He's unmuted. Jerry or Joe, one of the two. Okay. Go ahead, uh, Jerry. Good morning to everybody. Uh, we're having a breakfast of waffles, and uh, we're going to have some coffee. And uh, It's about 75 degrees here in Indiana, PA already, and we're looking for... Uh, nice day. Thank God we're free for the rain, from from the rain for a while. For a few days, anyway. But thanks for checking yep. in, Jerry. Uh, we got another caller, Chris. Scott. You got Scott from Arizona, maybe. Yes, he's unmuted. So, okay, Go ahead, Scott. here I am. I just I just had to unmute. Um. That reek up or wreck up is actually it's actually not brand new. Maybe he just discovered it, but it's actually been around for a long time, and it used to be called Dropbox. Dox. Oh, uh, I've got that app. Yeah, it's what it used to be called Dropbox. And I don't know why they changed the name. Oh, I've got that one. Yeah. So, yeah. But speaking of but speaking of brand new apps have. I haven't tried it yet myself. I don't know if I will because I've been doing pretty good with the voice dream scanner that came out you know, a while back that Jill talked about. But there's a brand new one called Voice OCR Document Reader that's re- that was reviewed on Apple Viz. You know, uh, that's, uh, yeah, it's, it, was, it was one that was developed by that young man a few, a few years back. I think it was at the time it was just called Voice. But now he's redeveloped it, and, he, and you can actually use your voice to control it, to tell it the voice commands, to tell it uh, capture or read. And you, you know, know something, it, it does quite well with scanning, I understand, in that yeah. demo. The other mouse on, on uh, Apple is <clears throat> in a podcast, and it does right. very impressive. Of course, you need to understand, he's probably as good with these devices as anybody I've ever seen. He does a good podcast, too. But, yep. um, I, so that, that app again is called Voice? Yeah, uh, oh, I think it's just called OCR Document Reader. OCR Document and, Reader? And it, uh, I think the app on the icon, I think, is called Voice. Maybe it's maybe it's a, maybe the full title is Voice OCR Document Reader. I think that might be the full title of the app. Well, we'll get our crack staff on that and see if we can't give that a shot. Yeah, it's How much about is the same it? price as it's about the same price as um, Voice Street Scanner. I think it's about five dollars. I think four or five dollars. Yeah. 
Okay. Yep. That's what it seems to be. Hey, we appreciate that, Scott. That's good That's information. Thank you, Scott. Great information. Uh, do we have anybody else before we go to our presentation this morning here in just a few minutes? Anybody? Nope. Nope. No, no raised hands or anything. So We're pretty boring. You know, let me see what time it is here. I'm going to... I'm going to... Um, Maybe I'm going to I'm going to run a spot and then we're going to come back and introduce our feature presentation for today. And this is going to take a little bit of imagination. And we'll talk about this in just a moment. We'll do these spots here real quick. shelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTechStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. (laughs) Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. I ran those spots because this presentation will take the pretty much the balance of the hour. So I need to keep that in mind. And on this presentation, we're going to go back in time. I haven't pulled this recording out, and I don't even remember doing this interview at the time. But long before there was a legend, um, long before um, we were doing all things radio, long before all of that, way, way, way back, just based upon the strength of what I had done 
with the internet website BillSparks.org. I was interviewed by a, a gentleman I hadn't even met yet by the name of Michael Loft back in 2003 for a show called Mike Talk or the Wokey Radio. I don't even remember how it came about. I just kind of remember it being on a Sunday afternoon and him calling me on the phone and we're doing this interview. So just remember, we're talking about stuff that happened 17 years ago. So I haven't heard this. So this is going to be a new experience for me, too. But this is not current day. It's not 2019. This is 2003. And we can. And we will. Okay. But we okay. will. All right. All right. So let's go ahead with this this interview from 2003 i have no idea what i sounded like or what i said do you remember anything about this interview jennifer i think i remember mike calling you i don't even remember how did you meet mike because i don't think we didn't even know in that connection but i think we used to listen to the show because i remember he did some other interviews with people yeah so we'll at least hear part of this because we don't want to cut into Chris and Dave's time. But and if this gets too boring, send me an email or text or raise your hand like Bell. There you go. Hold on just a second here. And let's see what this sounded like. 17 or 2003, June 16th of 2003. I have no idea. Hello and welcome to Mike Talk, the radio show where you pick up the mic and talk. My name is Michael Loff. Let's get into our first interview for Mike Talk. Today we're speaking with Bill Sparks from BillSparks.org. Bill has a website with, uh, I would say, in the thousands of links of different radio stations divided uh, into formats. Uh, has a search capability so you can search by city or search for specific call letters of a station to see if they're broadcasting on the internet. Old time radio shows, probably at least 500. We'll find out from him about that and he also has i believe like 80 or 85 police scanners which is something else that's very popular so sit back and enjoy the first of what i hope are many great shows from yours truly michael off and we thank you for listening we hope you'll tell your family and friends and uh, submit your comments and suggestions to the email address mike at mike and with that let's uh, introduce our first guest mr bill sparks bill thank you for joining us today and I also want to apologize. The audio is going to degrade a little bit as I have to pick up the handset to the telephone. Bill, why don't you uh, give us a little bio about yourself? I know you work for the Social Security Administration. And then when you're done with that FUD, you come home and uh, oversee a website with radio stations, old-time radio, and so forth. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you got going there. My name is Bill Sparks. I'm 49 years old. I've been working for the Social Security Administration for the past 26 years, attended the Indiana School for the Blind, two years at Vincennes Junior College, and two years at the University of Southern Indiana. And then shortly thereafter, I moved to Cleveland, Ohio, and began working for Social Security. Subsequently, was transferred back to Indianapolis. I have two children. They're twins, 21 years old. I'm married. My wife's name is Jenny. That's just a little bit about my personal information. Okay, so go ahead and tell us about uh, the kind of how and when. When did you start BillSparks.org and kind of why? What was the motivation? The motivation as to why I started BillSparks.org was I started surfing the Internet and I had problems finding things on the Internet. 
And I said, you know, these things are hard for me to find. What's it like for others? So I had a friend back in those days who had a page called, I think it was called Audio Paradise from by Earlene Hughes. I used to look at her page a lot and I thought, I'd like me a page like this one day. So I started with four links and then it went into the website that you know today. Okay, and how many links are we talking about today and how many categories? We're talking approximately a little over 4,000 links in the database. So it's been one of those things that's kind of evolved over time. It um, fluctuates, goes up and down when significant amounts of stations drop off off the web. Well, then that decreases it Um, when they come back. When I add more shows, any given time, that's subject to change. You have 4,000 now. You have quite a number of categories that are broken down by genre, which is, so if you like classic rock or news talk or those type of entities, uh, they're all available for you at BillSparks.org. But you were telling me before that the biggest stop isn't the music necessarily. It is old-time radio and police scanners. So talk about that, how you found that kind of stuff, how much you think's out there. I believe you have 85 police scanner working feeds or hopefully working they go up and down a lot but tell us what you have in those categories well it's interesting when i started out this page my concept was that a you know the links into categories so people could find them easier plus also have a searchable database something that would you know you could just type in ktrs st louis for example or just KTRS, and would go directly there, and you wouldn't have to go through all of the pages. So that was my intent. When I first started out, I had one old-time radio link, and that was Yesterday USA, and I had just found that off of another list. I wasn't really into old-time radio at that time. I didn't know much about it. So you were surprised to find out how popular it was. Oh, yes, and I started, I received a email from someone out in Southern California. I believe his name was Larry Gassman. And he mentioned a few. And I started from there. And then I started with a lot of content on Live 365 and then went from there and then said, well, wait a minute. We need to provide more. So I bought my own collection of old-time radio shows and then started streaming shows of the week and then just going to other sources and just trying to find them and found out that by far the live police scanner and the old time radio was by far the most popular categories on the database and so i just it was my concept to put up there what people wanted, and so that's what I did. I guess news can also become popular, especially during times of crises. You'd mentioned to me that after 911 or uh, beginning of the Iraq invasion, that uh, your site, I, I guess, really shot up in terms of numbers of visits. Well, that's true. Um, at the time, I decided to. There was a time when I was using Overture to try to get more hits for my page. And this is around the time of, of 9-11, and I had it on the page for people, you know, wanted to search on the web for audio news. Well, unbeknownst to me, of course, you pay overture via credit card, and unbeknownst to me, on the day of 9-11, it just went out of sight. Um, I was getting about twelve to 1,300 hits an hour. And, of 
course, every time you get a hit there, you pay for it. I think it was like at that time five cents a hit. Well, pretty soon, they just had to shut it off because it had wiped out the balance and the credit limit that I had set up. So um, in the times like 9-11, our most recent war we just went through, um, you know, any type of disaster, then the hits do go up because of, of you know, of, of world events. Our film sites are changing their contents, their links quite often. I don't know if it's intentional to keep you going back to the page, or I guess so many streaming providers keep uh, coming and going in this venue. So I guess you're quite busy updating things, right? I, I know Clear Channel's been a real headache for you. Well, you know, I, I would say my two biggest headaches are, A, Clear Channel, to try to make them accessible. Yes, we could just, like some websites, just go directly to the actual page itself and they do not go directly to the link. I want accessibility and so sometimes you pay the price there and it you know it's a lot of work because those links do change and in order to get those live links. But yes, Clear Channel I think I've changed them three or four times in the past year. Live three sixty five is another one which has been a challenge over the years. That that's another one which we spent significant amounts of time to keep those links updated. How much time, both in uh, man hours, money, do you spend on this project? Uh, I assume you know you have monthly fees, hosting. You said you're streaming some shows, so there's some some bandwidth coming into play there. Let's talk about that. How much are you investing in this in both time and money? Well, I guess I've really never stopped to think about it too much. I've just been doing it. As far as time is concerned, now my wife, Jenny, said I probably spend an extra 40 hours a week at least. My, uh, 40 hours in addition to a full-time job. Right. Uh, she says I really need to get a life. Uh, but th this is what I enjoy doing. Now, as far as money is concerned, of course, well, you have to pay for a server. I have a dedicated server. Also, any times that I have to have, you know, software for streaming of shows, I need to hire my friend who's a consultant to fix something that I can't fix myself or, you know, to get something done. You know, that's an out-of-pocket expense. Oh, I'd say consultants don't come cheap. Hopefully you have a special arrangement there. No, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm not complaining because this is something I want to do. And I enjoy doing it or I wouldn't do it. And, you know, as far as the time, is, it's worth it because of a lot of the positive feedback that I get. And so, you know, that makes it worth. There's some things you just cannot measure in dollars and cents. Okay, well, that's a, that's a good spin on it because I was going to tell you, you once told me you were dropping about 79 a month. So I thought, okay, $1,000 a year plus any special software, anything else that you might do on the side, tools of the trade. So that, that's a good way to look at it. And are you doing anything though, to recoup some of those costs? I thought maybe you were either linking to Amazon or, or Audible. or Well, you know, you know we also have affiliates like Audible. We have Amazon. We have several affiliates um, that we use that people, that they sign up for XYZ credit card. Our significant effort in the past 
several months is to start selling old-time radio shows on CD and or doing custom CDs. Okay, I'm getting to that. So okay. Since you brought it up, I guess we'll go there now. And So tell us, you just recently, like in the last week or two, opened a CD store of old-time radio shows, right? About 200, I believe you said. So, so talk about that. What uh, types of shows or categories of shows and how much you're charging and all that good stuff. Here's your chance to, to plug your new... OTR CD store. Okay, well, I'm, I'm not what you call a salesman, but I'll try. A shopping cart was put up. We, we first tried PayPal, but there was some issues of accessibility and a lot of visually impaired people said, I'm just having trouble, you know, getting through the, the PayPal screens. So I did a lot of research and said, you know, the only way we're going to be able to do this is to get live credit card processing and try a toll-free 800 number besides the shopping cart uh, to put shows up into categories. And we have adventure shows, we have comedy shows, we have uh, mystery shows, we have westerns, um, dramas. Just about any type of show that you would want um, is in the store. We decided to put in a shopping cart and also back that up with a toll-free number, which just, by the way, happens to be one eight seven seven O T radio Now, for right now, we've decided to limit the hours because of, of work schedules and all. You know, you can leave a message, of course, at any time to take orders, or we decided to limit that from, like, 7 to 9 o'clock in the evening so that it would allow us a little bit of uh, free time. Now, we... Hopefully, if orders pick up and this idea catches on, then I can expand that and have customer service all day long. Now, this is fascinating because a lot of a lot of folks would just say, hey, I'm going to go out and get an online merchant account somewhere somehow and, and leave it at that. But you were concerned. You, you went the extra mile, researched a number of sites so that you could find someone that would let you finish the order the transaction for a person so they could call you give you the credit card information over the phone and you could finish it for them there's something to be said for that i, I don't know if that added a lot of cost to you i know it certainly added time for you it's one of those things that i felt strongly about i'm not the number one otr expert by any means to know all about the shows and you know to do this but i do know about service and what i like this was just an, an idea that i thought would be something that w would work. And I'm really concerned about people who may have a little difficulty or reluctance to use a credit card over the internet. And I thought, you know, why not take that concern away from them? Or, you know, if, if there's something I could do. So I've also, in the past week, also added a mailing list where people could give me direct feedback or, you know, share with others. So anytime that someone wants to send a message, they can just send it to Bills, just B-I-L-L-S, audio, at BillSparks.org. That's B-I-L-L-S, audio, at BillSparks.org. You can just give feedback. Now, that, that, that is your email list. Correct. Right, so obviously first you would have to send, a, like, dash subscribe or something. Right, to there, into there's that also list. a main link on my homepage at www dot billsparks dot org or dot com you started with a dot org thinking i'm not gonna make any money at this this is just and you may still not make any money with it but you weren't planning on 
offering any services as such. At the time that I got the .org, I really didn't know a lot about websites or how it was done. And at that time, BillSparks.com was taken. We thought audio news and information was just too much to put into a website. That's kind of how that came about. Okay, well, I want to go back to the shows here because okay. you told me I got turned on to the old Dragnet radio shows. And you were telling me that you have like 75 shows of old Dragnet episodes for like 15 bucks. And I'm like, well, that sounds like a pretty good deal. True. They come in like three discs, and there's about 75 shows on each CD of, of Dragnet shows that um, people can listen to. Now, that's with the MP3. Yeah, yeah what, uh, what sampling rate bit rate are you going at? Because uh, some players may not support. Some um, they bit generally rates. go at a. 32k. I wasn't aware of it. I guess some players don't support those lower bit rates, or it has to do with how you tag the files. Has to do with either a how you tag the file, and, and we're learning a lot of this as we go. Is um, a how you tag the files, and b uh, the bit rate. Now, most of the new players will play. Uh, I know the Rio votes will will play the files are even encoded at 16 and 24k so that doesn't seem to be as much of a problem now i know i have a couple sony cd players that can have problems at times with the files but the advantage of the mp3 format is that i can put 75 to 100 shows on a cd that's a lot of listening and especially with some of the new um, cd players that are coming out with now that have the resume feature where you can take the CD out, put it back in, not lose your place at all. That's as good as having a tape recorder or even one of the Audible Otis players that, you know, we talk about. But I will also do custom CDs. For example, A, if you want just the CDs burnt, you know, for your car or a regular CD player that doesn't play MP3. Now, understand when that happens, that you can only usually get two half-hour shows on a CD because most CDs are about 74 to 80 minutes. You know, that's what some people want, and for other reasons, they just can't have or do not want an MP3 player. Some want traditional CDs, and some folks are still selling the uh, traditional cassettes. But now, wait a minute, you said three CDs... So each has about 75, so 15 bucks a piece or for the whole set? Okay, right, 15 bucks a piece. So you get a whole set for 45 or you have Well, some... actually, I think we've priced it so that the price goes down to, it goes down a dollar each. I think, if I read that correctly, there's like three CDs for $39. All right, so it'd be two, it'd be 28, three for 39, right. 13. Right, okay. so if you bought the whole set. Now, have you done much research into the legalities of it? I guess you, you're not actually selling the shows, you're selling the... The, the compilation of the shows, right? I know well, that or just the idea that you're copying the shows onto a CD. From the best that I can read, these shows are not in copyright. Well, because I know uh, Disney went to Congress and got uh, great extensions uh -huh. on those to like 99 years or something like that. What, what our service does is actually just copy the programs onto CD for you, make them into an accessible f format that you can either put in your MP3 player or CD player and take with you. I've also teamed up with a, another company called Metro Golden Memories. That's Metro Golden Memories. And they sell a lot of shows on cassette tape. So they also have an 800 number on my website, which is one 800 538 six 
six seven five. They can do the cassette shows. So I, I think we have it pretty well covered. And by the way, I will say that they produce an excellent program, and I'm just fortunate that they let me stream that show every week for them so that users of my website can listen to those shows. You give me a few of the the big shows. You just started it, so I guess you haven't had too many sales yet. Our, our biggest sellers so far, well, Dragnet is always a popular series, Suspense, um, Gunsmoke. You know, no matter how I do it, Gunsmoke, is one of the most popular radio shows. Fortunately, we have like five CDs of, or approximately 500 shows of Gunsmoke on MP3 format. If there was many better shows that were produced for the old-time radio, I don't know of any. You also have some of the old, uh, the comedies, you know, the Fibber McGee, Molly, Amos and Andy, that, that kind right, of stuff. Jack the, Benny. Jack Benny. Um, the Great Gildersley. Kind of learned about OTR as I go along here, and the more I know, the better I like it. You know, that's one of the things that we do is to try to go out and find people that have old-time radio shows or sites that are streaming them that people can download from. We just try to become a repository for all these shows. Are there a lot of sites that allow you to do that, or is it more of it in a download format, or is it kind of a mix of both, or do they come and go? How does that work? They come and go. Um, it's kind of a mix. Um, I think the, the latest one I've seen, which is a real good site, which I believe is a work in progress, is kind of like radiolovers.com. They have a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of free shows for download. That's a great site. And I'm sure there's others. There's some paid ones like, and I think one of the best, and one of the people I admire the most that really does a good job for his monthly subscribers is Rusk, Ned Rusk at Rusk.com. That's www.rusc.com. He has a great service. Does he not only time to take the time to have the shows up there, but he writes features on the shows. So you have some idea as to, you know, what you're getting, what you're listening to. And, of course, there's, like, Radio Spirits and a few other sites out there, but uh, Rust.com is one of the best. You said next to OTR is police scanners. I would guess after 911, a lot of those went off. It was assumed that uh, terrorists could use that information against authorities. If anything, it might have increased somewhat. And there were a lot more at one time when Yahoo Radio was involved. Fortunately, a lot of these have went over to the Shoutcast program, and they're broadcasting from there. There's also a lot on Live 365. There is some which is just a standalone Windows media player that you know, that broadcast, and you just got to keep searching, you know, to, to, just to keep trying to find them, because they do change quite often, but it's one of the most popular of my side is, is the police scanner, and then even sometimes I'll get emails from the scanner providers themselves, ones who are providing the scanning, and they will say, look, you know, my page has been updated, here's the new link, please post it, so that really helps out. Another thing I want to ask you about were the players. You know, it is enough to install and properly get working on your system real Windows Media and WinApp and decide which one plays which media types and everything. But every all these entities want to have their own dedicated players. You've got what Stream Audio, you've got Chaincast, you uh, what's that one Surfer Network that crashes every time you close it. So let's talk about that a little bit and what challenges that presents to you. Well, now that presents challenges. I remember. 
when we first started having this challenge with Live 365, I just use that as an example, and that's not my intent to pick on them. When I would go to one of their pages and and then I'd have to go find the link and then click on it again. There's just got to be a better way. Fortunately, with a lot of work and help and good luck, I was able to get the direct links for those particular sites, even a lot of stream audio and even clear channel links. It's not that I'm trying to defeat what the people that provide this, their services are trying to do. It's just that when banners pop up and you're using a screen reader, it's hard sometimes. Uh, Winamp, finally, one of the first players, and of course, now that Winamp's getting it right, uh, we hear Justin Frankel, the brain of, and creator of Winamp, probably leaving the project. Up to 500 stations, or I think if you choose broadband, you get maybe a max of 350, or you can choose genre, and you get, you know, 13 heavy metal stations, or... I think what's doing is just wonderful. That's where it needs to go. Why can't they get it? This is greed. Too many different hands in the pot. I just yeah, don't. And understand. I don't know if it's all about advertising. Okay, I stopped it. Um, I'm going to go back live. Back to the the recording quality went down just a little bit right after that. It looks like Chris. We have a raised hand. If you're back yet. Um, Pam Francis, I think you have your hand raised. Yes, I do, Bill. Excellent interviewing. My goodness. That <laughs> took me back a long way. That was... Uh, did you ever have issues with people, with, with uh, when, when somebody would log into any given link on your page with, with timing it out and having to restart the page and, re and go back and find the link? Did you have issues with, with the with timing out because I know there were times that and I it, I wasn't necessarily on your page but there were there were links that would, would say to me you've got to restart your computer if you want to continue listening no we didn't have that so much because we purposely did not enable that type of stuff on our site so we didn't have that issue quite as much so ours was pretty much a plain, we didn't have all that fancy HTML at that time, at that particular time. And we're sitting and listening to part of that interview, and we're talking about those prices on the OTR. The way it really came out in real life as time went along, as I recall, those prices dropped down to $5.99 for a CD instead of 15 and we sold them by the CD or by the sets or whatever, but they were... The set was like a 10% discount. Right. They, they were um, pretty much... Because we had no idea at the time, as I recall from that. But no, Pam, we didn't have that problem with, with the page. Do you still get traffic on that page? Yeah, we do. We occasionally get... I don't know who's pressing buttons, but please... Um, we're going to do something to permanently um, take you from the room in just a moment. Um, but, but yes, we do. And I'm, you know, depending upon how things go with the legend, I can see myself eventually going back and refining billsparks.org or .net or they're one and the same to 
do some still things with radio because that that overall is my passion. It would be radio now and podcasts and different types of links, of course. But I can see that. Well, I don't know if you can do this, but if you can drop me a copy of that interview, I'd love to hear the whole thing. Oh well, yeah, you can have it. Anybody can have it that wants it. Um, you know, I don't have a problem with that. If that's something that you know you would want, I didn't think there would be that much interest. We were trying to because we had Jeff and a few people out today, and it just sounded something like you know this happened back in two thousand three, and this is way before you know before we even thought about the legend. We never dreamed it would be an I just wanted to make a comment about Bill's voice. I don't know if anybody else noticed it, but it was lower at that time. And, you know, Bill sounds a little bit, well, he's older now. <laughs> We're, all older. We're all older now. Oh, my. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Bill, can sure. I make a comment? Sure, go ahead. Uh, you brought some old memories because you mentioned... Uh, the memory store in Chicago. Right. I used to go. I used to go to that store, and, and the, the guy that ran that show or ran that store was the name of Chuck Sheen. You know who he was. Right. And that show actually started. I heard the first show he put on the air in 1970, and it's still on the air to this day. Those were the days. Yep. It's on every Saturday from one to five. If you can get it on the internet, but it's on a it's on an FM station now, but. He's oh yeah, we do. He streams on the internet. Those were the days. You're going to. NostalgiaDigest.com, and you can find it, and you can listen to it. We were quite closely with those folks at the time. Right. And yeah, he's been around for a long time. And the trouble nowadays, a lot of those shows you can't produce on the air anymore because they've been rights have been bought up. Right. That's like you, exactly right. You can't put right. the Lone Ranger on. No. Uh, there's a lot of shows because the guy Shadow. bought the rights, all that stuff, like... A lot of the Jack Benny shows, um, the rights have been bought up and stuff. There's another guy in Chicago who does another st- radio show on WGN um, on Saturday and Sunday night. And I know he's bought a lot of the rights to all the shows. That's very, very true. Right. So you can't, there's a lot of them you can't put on anymore. True. Now, I don't know about you can put them over the internet, but I know you can't put them over the air. I don't know about that right part, but. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not pressing any buttons. I know we used to like when radio was, and it was on WIBC here back when they weren't sports, of course, but on Saturday and Sunday nights, I used to spend a lot of evenings listening to the, that's how I got started liking the shows, was listening to when radio was. Oh, yeah. Remember that, and we... We did that, but we built that store up from ground zero. I remember taking my tax refund check and buying that collection, and they were all on MP3 CDs at the time. Didn't even have. Oh, and remember we put them in the albums. They were in those big albums. We got those zipped up, and they had they had pages that the CDs slipped into, like picture albums. And remember, we I don't know who did the brailing. I guess I did, you did, Dave did. I don't remember. I've, got, sev- I've yeah. got several of those albums, but not, not with you, but I've got several of those type of albums also. Right. We, and I've got albums of 
Remember they used to put the cassettes on those big albums? Yeah. yeah. I've got about 30 of those albums. If anybody wants old-time radio, Bill knows my address. You contact him, and I'll try to get him to you somehow. Because okay. I've got cassettes, probably about 5,000 cassettes of old-time radio shows. And we've got these rubber-made cabinets that have the original CDs in them that we used to make the copies from. And there was one night, I forget why, but you know they're kind of flimsy if you stack them on top of each other. Well, there was one night that the drawer fell out of one of them. All the CDs went all over the place. I heard this crash, and there were CDs all over the floor. They were scattered everywhere. Oh, my, that was thousands of CDs raining down. And remember the time that... That was enough to make you cry, almost walking in there and finding all those CDs on the floor. Remember the lady that worked for us? That she was a lady of size, maybe? And she (laughs) fell out of the chair and she knocked the whole shelves and the cabinets down in the office. It wasn't that big. (laughs) That was a big crash. She did. We had uh, one of those, the chair was on wheels and sometimes sometimes you would roll the chair and the the wheels wouldn't move, but you think it was going to, I guess, and she fell backwards in that chair. It shook the whole house. We thought there was a little mini earthquake, and all the things fell down. Oh, my. Yes. Uh, they've got a couple other hands raised. Chris, who's... Do we have raised hands? Jerry. Jerry, Indiana, Pennsylvania. Go ahead. Bill, do you remember Rob and Sherry Hamstick? Oh, yeah. They were yeah. one of our early oh, customers. Yeah. They, yes. were, they were a big part of our... Story. I know. They're friends of ours. We miss them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were real... Here's Jerry. Okay. That was my question. Okay. Yeah, yes. come in on the... Right, Bill. Yeah, I know how that is. Because I know we first got Sirius XM. We got when it was just XM radio. And uh, Greg Bell, he was running the Lone Ranger and Sergeant Preston, and then all of a sudden it was gone. And uh, I'll tell you, that's, that's something else. Right. I always remember Sherry Hansick because she would order CDs from us, and she'd say, Oh, I just love the mysteries because I love to hear the bodies fall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Sherry, all right. (laughs) When we were at camp with them, we were neighbors at Beacon Lodge, and uh, she had to have her. She had to have her uh, spooky shows. I remember they would. uh, uh, The walls were paper thin, and we would hear episodes of the Shadow in the middle of the night. They'd sleep to the Shadow and Inner Sanctum and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, they. In fact, I, I was half awake. Rob used uh, we, to go ahead, Jim. I was half awake, and I heard this from the band from the next door saying, "You won't get me, Shadow." Scared the heck out of me, and then it dawned on me what it was. Sherry teased me for the whole week about that. They were they were special people, and yes, they were very very special people and very good customers at the store. And let me tell you a little story about Rob Hansick, and Tim will remember this. He. We used to do a little work at 
talking communities are one of those places in the chat rooms and that's how the legend idea started rob used to come in and play some music before tim did he used to play some music for the people in the room and that's how we got the idea of the legend is if rob could have worked his computer to where he could have done the software rob would have been a personality on the original legend when it came on so that's how much we remember about rob and cherry yep yep you remember that don't you tim oh yeah very well that yeah and i talked to rob a lot and he did uh a lot of work with the uh I don't remember the name of the radio reading service in Pennsylvania, but oh, uh, he, he did. was employed by them. And uh, I know they did a lot of OTR stuff, too, I believe. They did. They did for several different places. For Radio Out of the Past and some other places, but yeah. And what got me started on the BillSparks.org website with Old Time Radio was uh, John and Larry Gassman writing me a letter saying, when I first oh, launched yes. the site, said, why don't you have some Old Time Radio on here? And that's kind of when it started. Got a mute seal, Okay. I always remember uh, you, uh, I, I don't remember what the prize was for exactly, but uh, I know Rob won your Sony 2010 radio. <laughs> oh, I do remember that. I don't remember what that was all about, but he did win that radio. That is so true. And that was a good radio. 4 a.m. FM, not so good. No, but they were great on shortwave and AM, and I still have mine. I use it all the time. It's a good it's little my, radio. My, my bedroom radio. <laughs> Let's see if we've got any... Do we have any other raised hands Chris and Dave yes yes Pam Francis go Pam I just am it's a little bit off topic but yet still a little long how did the legend get its name I know you've told the story about how it got started but how did it get its name I don't remember oh I do kind of remember I remember we were using a title and Tim wasn't real comfortable with it. I forgot what we called it. Do you remember what? I, th- I think we used Good Times and Great Oldies, which ended up being kind of an eye heart for a lot of their oldies stations. Right. Or, well, Clear Channel at the time. We, or maybe even AM and F, FM and AM. And we started out that way, but then that then we... But I don't remember how we did the legend or how that. I don't remember I, how I that came. I think Tim and Doug and Chris and we all went back and forth and tried to find names that we liked and we stuck with the legend. I because don't. Because we wanted it to be something that had to do with oldies. And somebody said legend oldies. But I remember for... Isn't that one of the websites that you can get or something when you looked at domain names? Maybe it was. I, I, I swear to you, I just don't remember. But we didn't keep really good track of dates or anything like that because we were just having fun. And I don't think we thought it was going to take off at all. No. <laughs> I don't think so either. 
I don't no, think it was just something fun to do on that poor old laptop. That kept <laughs> that kept messing up all the time. Tim would have to bail us out. Oh yeah. He bailed me out that one time when you were gone and the thing caught on fire. <laughs> the battery burned up. Oh gee. <laughs> yeah. It started smoking and it shut off and I thought, Oh no, now how am I gonna do this? You know, I I was going to say, I always remember, well, after, I, I, is that the same laptop that I ended up with? No. It might have okay. been. Maybe. No. No. That was a different one, because we bought that one to replace the that one. Uh, anyway, you. but that one got really hot also. Oh, that Dell? Was it a Dell? Yeah. Yeah, because it got hot enough that it actually cracked the case in one spot. Oh, man, but, those um, things used to get hot. But I had read an article after having that. This was after, actually, I, I ended up getting rid of it. But um, About how Dell had made a mistake and put the fans in some of their laptops backwards so that they were blowing the hot air the wrong way <laughs> so that it wouldn't cool, actually. And uh, I guess um, I, I have a feeling that was one of them because, boy, that used to run hot. Oh, well, this was an HP. Oh, my. And I remember I fixed it because I had to take the battery out of it so it would keep, so it would run. Do you remember that? Do we have any more questions before we start wrapping up this hour? I think we're. think we're good. I guess we don't, but that was a lot of fun just to go back down memory uh, lane. Bill, can I make one comment real quick before you go to your break? You mentioned your computer catching on fire. Did you hear on the news the other day that the Mac Pro, they're calling them back because it's got catch battery may catch on fire? Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it was, on, it was on the news the other day. Yeah, though. I saw that. It doesn't surprise right. me. But look at the Samsung telephones you know if thinking real quick about that interview that was before we were even talking about mobile phones and how the landscape has changed completely over the next 17 years and oh it's changed oh. a lot I'm, i remember my first mobile phone was i got it back somewhere in the 90s well yeah this is what 10 years since the iphone 3gs came out yeah so you think, you know, we've, we've only had voiceover for 10 years. But That's right. Yep. And right. Pam, I'll put that back in your drive box. The old flip phone. Well, the first phone yeah. I had wasn't even a flip phone. Yeah. It was a, uh, I forget who made it now, but I got it through where I worked. They had a deal where we could get a phone for $9 a month, but you paid for minutes. And Remember the old Motorola Qs we had, Bill, that you had to install the... Oh, you had to get yeah, the software that. from the phone company and install the extra software on there. And remember before, you said you won't be able to use an iPhone because I struggled. You had so much trouble with that Motorola, and it had a keyboard with little keys on it. I thought, oh, no, he'll never be able to use a touchscreen. I knew I knew the guy that helped develop that Motorola phone when Motorola first came out <laughs> with the cell phones. He was a young guy come in where I worked, and he was... He was because he used to show me the thing all the time with what developments that we're doing and talk about it and bring the phone in and show it to me. And yeah. 
and, and they weren't cheap back then either. No, remember when the salesman used to come to your house to sell you a mobile phone? Well, that's changed now. But anyway, we digress a little bit. You're listening to the Worldwide Legend. Thanks for listening to that segment. In just a few minutes, I will uh, get Dave and Chris queued up for their demo. Guys, what are you doing this week? I'm stalling for a little bit of time. I've only got one full hand today. I cut my hand with a knife the other day, slicing up turkey. And my thumb... I thought it was peeled up, but it broke open again today and started gushing. So I had to put another Band-Aid on it. Yeah, those little cuts can do that. Boy, they can. But I only <laughs> have... So I'm kind of using one and a half hands here. You know, well, so. today we're going to talk about hamburgers. But it is a crazy little device that if you didn't like it, I don't know what to tell you, but it's it's pretty amazing. And so we're, that's our demo is going to be about the Burger Master. And we grilled them on the Breville. And and so and we grill in the demo we 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 grilled them using our inside Breville grill. I saw it on QVC the other day, about two weeks ago. It was on Sunday. It was on In the Kitchen with David. I don't remember who makes it, and QVC.com doesn't say. But I thought, you know, that might be worth trying. We can always send it back, I guess, or whatever. I didn't, think a, it, I didn't think it would work. We got a one-time only. It was like, I don't know, we got it for $24 or something like that. We got two of them. And so between the two of them, you can make 16 quarter-pound burgers and freeze them. You can either freeze them and then pop them out of the holders and put them in a bag, or you can just leave them in the holders and take them out as you need them or throw them in your cooler because they seal. So you can just throw them in the cooler and take them to the park or the picnic or wherever you're going and grill them when you get there. Well, it's making me hungry. But we are ready. Well, don't to, get hungry because. <laughs> well, you'll get ready. to hear them sizzle, Jenny. It's great. Oh, man. We are, <laughs> then we are, I'll be hungry. <laughs> we are ready to play your demo. I think. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me. But I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org slash caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? 
that it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow, but shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Well, hello once again, everyone. It's time now for another exciting demo. Today we've got something that is extremely different. <laughs> um, this is something that I think a, a lot of you who like hamburgers would love this little gizmo. This is called a shape and store set of two burger masters. And um, the first thing I'll do is let Chris give you some information about the product. Okay, this is this is called Shape Plus Store set of two burger masters. <clears throat> it's that's because you get two of these devices in in your set. They're silicone. Um, the item number for QVC is K four nine three four six. That's K four nine three four six. The current price is thirty two ninety eight for both of them, and the regular price is thirty six fifty. And I believe we got them on a one time only. Then it was. 20-something, I forget what it was. Anyway, should you want to speak with them or order some, if you have the item number and a credit card on file, the automated number is 1-800-345-1212. That's 1-800-345-1212. Should you need to speak with a real person, the number is 1-800-345-1515. That's 1-800-345-1515. And I have not seen these anywhere else, although they may be out there. I do not have a brand name because QVC didn't give me one. Okay, well, the way these devices work, when you take them out of the box, you've got two devices the device comes in two parts. You have the top, which is uh, kind of a, well, it's got a flat top, a smooth top, and if you flip that top upside down and you look at it, it has um, cutouts on it in the shape of a burger, <laughs> sort of. Actually, little six-sided burgers. Yeah, it's it's got there. The burgers are six-sided, and what that is, they call that the top, the cutter, and uh, and I'll explain that in a little bit. The bottom part, once the top is off, here I'll take that. Is it just looks like a, a tray, and it has. Um, 
a little bump in the center of each burger for one. That's where, one where, thing when, what you do is you fill this bottom piece. Um, it's probably about a little more, maybe an inch thick if you have the, the, the flat part of the bottom laying on the table. And um, then you have uh, the little cutouts in the tray, they're, they're not really cutouts, they're actually just spaces. And the idea is, you take a two pound, uh, two pounds of hamburger, and you start filling the bottom of this, this open tray, the open tray <clears throat> and until it comes up, the whole tray becomes even with the the top rim of this tray. You want your meat to be level with that, and two be... pounds will fill it exactly. So the idea, that's the idea of it. Then what you do is you take the top, which has the cutouts, the shape of the burger, and you put the top onto the tray, and um, once you have it onto the tray, the, the top has, uh, there's like a ridge that goes around, the whole way around the outside edge of the top. And at the bottom, on the underside of that, it's sort of, um, it's got a slot in that ridge, so that when you slide it, when put this top down onto the tray, you sort of work the edges around until the ridge goes down over the tray. You want that ridge down over the the top ridge down over the bottom tray all the way around, and that seals it. That way you can make your burgers and you can freeze them, and when you get ready to go someplace with your burgers or if you're going to take them to grill or something, you just pull the whole thing out. And you've got eight quarter-pound burgers. It's pretty amazing because what the top piece does when you when you put that on, and then you just take your hands across the top and press down uh, to make sure that it's everything feels like it's smooth the whole way across the top, so that it's going to come down smooth with the with the burgers. And what it does that top piece actually cuts the hamburger that you put in there into eight burgers. And then the idea of that is then you can put the the, the first unit in because it, this comes with a set of two. You can put that part of it in the freezer the first uh, set, you put that into the end of the freezer and let it get hard. And then whenever you're ready for your, your burgers, once they're frozen, you're going to take the top off and you're going to have to work it because uh, remember, everything is frozen in there now. And that meat is going to, it's silicone, but that meat is going to adhere a little. It's not going to come apart or anything, but it, it does mean you're going to have to pull on it a little. Right. So you'll have to um, pull. You want to pull the top off, and you'll, you'll have to work it until you get it off. And then you you can, if you got a, I don't know, a, a cookie sheet or something you want to put the burgers on, you're going to flip the bottom piece that has the burgers, that has the burgers in it upside down 
And then you're going to take your fingers and just sort of press on the bottom the whole way around. And the, the burgers, because they're frozen, is probably going to drop out in one piece. So you got this uh, eight burgers. They're sort of stuck together on the edges, and you just break them apart. And you got eight frozen burgers. It really works well. I've never it seen is. anything like he it. He told me he didn't think it would work. I said, yes, it will. <laughs> I didn't. I really didn't think it would work because it is it is silicone, and you would think, well, that's not strong enough to do that. But it's just hamburger that you're cutting, so right. hamburger's soft. It's pretty amazing the way this works. Yeah, it does have one other use. Well, probably more than one, but the other use they gave, if you make your own broth, you can turn... The you can use cutter the top. side. You can use the top piece for the bottom and fill it with um, four ounces of chicken broth for, or some kind of broth for each bur- or each container. Put fill each burger container full, and then put the open tray on top and leave it that way. Don't don't just leave it turned with the cutter on the bottom. And just set it in the freezer and freeze your broth broth. that way. So you'll have eight holders full of broth. And then when you're when you want to, you can just pop it out. And if you if you need your burger thing, you can just put your extra burgers or extra broth into a Ziploc bag or a food saver bag and put it back in the freezer and then it's ready for when you want to just pull a bag out if you want if you don't want to keep it in your burger thing. So you can break those burgers apart, you know, once they're frozen, uh, like I said earlier. You break the uh, burgers apart and they, they will come apart very easily, you know, because there's only just a thin, real thin layer holding each one of those together. Yeah, they just break apart. They'll just just break apart, and you can put them in Ziploc bags, like Chris said, and then and you've got burgers already made up, and all you got to do is grill them, which is what we're going to attempt to do here in just a couple minutes here. And um, you can just, if you you don't want to put them in a bag and you want to just freeze it for a picnic or something, you just freeze it and pull out the whole thing, throw it in the cooler, and go. So today we are grilling inside where you are using our Breville grill, which we have done a, a, a demo on this in the past. But we're going to use it today anyway. So we're going to use it today, and the grill is standing up right now. And so I'm putting it down, and I'm moving some things out of the way that were in the way. <laughs> There's always stuff in the way. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to open it up. Now, on my grills, this isn't probably really necessary, but I like to take and spray just a little bit of oil. That way I don't risk any sticking, not that this would, but because of some experiences I've had with some other grills, I do that. Okay, now I'm going to close it. I already have it tilted because it was already tilted. So now I'm going to turn, on turn the grill. it on. And we're going to wait and set the for it to temperature. Yeah, set the temperature approximately where I think I want it. And we're going to wait. And we'll let the grill heat up. 
So while the grill is heating up, we are going to, we have uh, one of these units out of the uh, out of the box. Actually, we have two units out. We have one that we're going to fill with hamburger, and I have one That's that already. we've already frozen. Okay, so here we go. We have a two-pound package of hamburger. And what Chris is going to do, while I hold the recorder, <laughs> is she's going to fill the bottom piece. That's the, the, the flat piece goes to the bottom that doesn't have the eight cutouts but it's just the tray on the bottom the with open, the sort of spaces open tray and it has little little raised dots for each burger and that is so that you get little divots in your burger and it will uh not puff up when you're frying it or grilling it or whatever maybe it'll let the calories come out what do you think probably would <laughs> So, Chris, is, she's got the, uh, the hamburger. I've got the meat in there, and now what I'm going to do is I'm just going to take my hands and press it out to the edges. I'm, I haven't got there yet. Okay. You're just smoothing it out. And you have hand. to just work, you know, part of it at a time, and sometimes you have to move some meat around. And, and sometimes when you're pressing it down, it wants to come out over the edge. So you just so you want to make that sure that all the hamburger is inside of the outside rim. Of the yeah, it's like riding in a car. We don't want anything hanging out the window. There. That's right. Okay. I've almost got it. It's almost got all the hamburger in there. And it does. It holds a, a two-pound uh, package of hamburger fits perfect in there. Especially, you know, once you have it smoothed out. You just have to work with it a little bit. And that's what she's doing now. And I'm going to run over here and wash my hands so I don't get junk all over the top. Now, when she comes back over uh, from washing her hands... I'm going to take the top piece, which we're not using just yet, but we are going to shortly. Um, I'm going to I'm going to take this top piece and I'm going to make sure I get it put on the machine right. I'm laying the top piece down on to the bottom piece onto onto the burgers and if i got it lined up right you want to double check chris yeah that looks right we're going to start pressing it we're going to start pressing down. it down you just start at one end and you work your way all the way around sometimes you have to and the birds making noise yeah sometimes you have to work those cutters down into the into the burger into the bottom of the tray into the open tray down beside the burger so now what we're doing once you have the ends down so that the the top uh, sort of flares down over the edge of the bottom tray like I said earlier and make sure that take your fingers the whole way around this and make sure that it is down and then I'm going to take my hands and I'm just going to real lightly press on the top all over do it all over I'm just patting it really is what I'm doing to make sure that everything is down and it sure looks you pat it so it feels nice and loved you know <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you want to check it there, Chris? Yeah. And all the edges or the bottom trays tucked under the... So it's it's kind of sealed in there. And then we can take that now and flip it in the freezer. Yeah. So we have the uh, we have placed the uh, Chris put the uh, the other the one that we just did in the in the freezer and it'll freeze for whenever we decide we want some other burgers. And if I think about it and I want to, I'll put it in the in a plastic bag and so now we have the the second set. It's already frozen. It's already frozen. In preparation for the demo. So Chris is going to take the top off of that. We're going to start loosening it all. It helps to loosen it all the way around. So we're going to go all the way around and loosen that uh, piece. Taking the top away from the that bottom ridge, tray. Yeah. And then we're going to start pulling on it. If you can hear that coming apart, it's it's pretty quiet. Yeah, it is pretty quiet. Uh, now the top is off, and it, you had to work it just a little bit because you know it's it was frozen down in the top was frozen down into the burger, so you have to kind of work that top to get it off. But if you if you start with a a good strong like a firm but not too hard, not yanking it, but just a, a firm, constant pull. It comes off pretty good. Now, these burgers happen to not, you don't really, they happen not to be stuck together. Some we did stuck together a little bit, and we might have had, you know, two-tenths of an ounce, too much meat or something like that. So, But these did not. This was exactly two pounds. So all we have is two pounds of burgers. And all she has to do now is just turn it upside down, and the burgers will come out. Yeah, they're out. There, and she has them out. And now we're going to take the burgers over to the grill because our grill has preheated and it. And with the Breville uh, grill, it beeped when it was up to temperature, which it did. So I'm going to open it up, and it is nice and hot in there. And we're going to put the burgers on the grill. And they are quarter, they make quarter pound burgers. I don't know if we had said that before yeah, or not. Did. There goes the burger. Well, there goes one and two. But they, they, they really do, this thing really does, between the grill and, and this device makes a really, really super nice, thick, juicy hamburger, which today we're having hamburgers and macaroni salad, and I might have some pork and beans to go with that, so kind of like a picnic lunch. I'll get that out. Picnic lunch? Can you say that, Chris? Uh-huh. Okay. Picnic lunch. I can say it. Okay, checking. I'm going to put the lid down, so watch your microphone there. Yeah, we don't want to burn the windscreen on the microphone. Oh, uh, yeah. Go. Listen to that good stuff. Just getting ready. 
so that I can stuff my face. So I will move away from the grill and uh, should take approximately with, with this Breville and the temperature that she said. Do you have an idea what the temperature is? Well, somewhere around 350. 350, I think the recorder. I think the recorder. Six or seven minutes. It takes six between six and seven minutes is all it takes to do those. But I will check it with a thermometer. To do those eight burgers. The last burgers we fixed were about half frozen, so I'm not sure. I know these won't take us long, but I don't know how. The others took about seven or eight minutes. I'm thinking these will take about six. Okay, so our our burgers should be just about finished, and Chris is gonna uh, check them with the with a thermometer. No, uh, I think they're done. I don't think I need. To. You, a lot of times you can tell by the sound of them when when they're done. So we're, we're gonna find out whether they're done. She's not gonna use the thermometer. They're they're done. You can tell by touching them to them. So I'm gonna start taking them off. Picking them off. Oh my goodness. It smells good. Sure do. Okay, that's one and two. All right, that's it. All right. Now we've got burgers. So, as, as we said, the, the this thing does <laughs> these devices. It, you get the two in the set. So, the one you can freeze, and and the one that you can. Uh, well, if you want to eat it right away, I guess you could. But <laughs> well, you can buy four pounds of burger. I mean, you know, whatever. So you can do one and freeze it, and, and it's still sizzling because I put a bunch of layers of really wet paper towel on there to help make it just make sure it cleans you, up great and then once it once it cools down make sure you pull the plug and turn well, it off already, and then pull I've already the plug. pulled the plug and she already pulled the plug so we're we're in good shape so that's how it works and um we're just letting the, the grill cool down and I'm going to let Chris give you the information one more time. Then we're going to get out of here and, and have lunch. And eat. I'm hungry. I've already been to the grocery store this morning. Um, this is a Shape Plus store set of two Burger Masters. It's from QVC, and it's item number K49346. The current price is $32.98 for both of them actually two burger masters each has a top and a bottom the regular price is 36.50 right now you can get five easy payments on anything if you have a q card or if you apply for a q card the number to qvc automated is 1-800-345-1212 that's 1-800-345-1212 if you want to talk to a real person, the number is 1-800-345-1515. That's 1-800-345-1515. Well, that's how the unit works, and now you know where to purchase it. 
If you have any questions about this product, you can always email Bill Sparks at Bill at BillSparks.org. And if he doesn't have the answer to the questions, he'll get a hold of us, as I always say, and uh, we'll help him uh, with the answers, and you'll be fixed up, ready to go. So... If you have any comments or questions about this particular item during this broadcast, you may call 646-558-8656. That's 646-558-8656. Press pound. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 848-725-450. That's 848-725-450. Press pound again. And when you're asked for a user ID, press pound one more time. Well, that's all the time we have for this demo. Everyone have a great week and stay tuned next week for another, another exciting, exciting demo. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. I do not love him. Hamilton the Pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. So you see, son, good manners are important. Should I go through it again? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open, don't speak with your mouth full, keep your elbows off the table. Share your things, play nice, and generally treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Well, we've done our obligation now. We are all legal, current, and up-to-date, and it looks like Pam has her hand raised. Oh, here, wait a minute. Let's do that again. Pam, you've got your hand raised. Uh, hi, uh, Chris and Dave. Excellent, excellent demo, and thank you for that. I've got several things. First, does that thing, st- uh, how does it store? Does it fold? Does it... Uh, uh, you just, silicone. you just uh, put the bottom and the top together, and it takes up about oh, not even an inch of space, maybe like a half inch. 
It'll slide in anywhere. Does the consistency of the meat matter as far as 80, 20, or 90, 10? And can you use sausage with it? No, you could add sausage. And can you do can you do less than two pounds if you're just like it's just me right now? What if I'm no no you can it has to be two pounds because the tray has to be full. But okay. you could freeze it and you take them out and put them in a bag and take them out as you wanted them. Well, that would make some nice sausage patties too. Well, they'd be big. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm what I'm thinking about is something like that what if you were to make a meatloaf with a little less hamburger but yet you you your ingredients and by the time you got your meatloaf together it added up to two pounds could you freeze it like that and have it and have your meatloaf i don't i don't see why you i don't see why you couldn't as long as you chopped your vegetables real like your celery or onions or whatever you put in it as long as you chop that real fine i don't see why you couldn't you wouldn't want one of those pieces to get caught underneath the the cutter because then it wouldn't seal but i don't see why you couldn't so how do you how, how do you make sure that you've got is, is it like something with reference to how how do you make sure you get all the air out of it just press when, when you press down on the top it comes down flush with the top of the burgers because the cutter goes down through the burgers so okay. when you press that top down flat when it's flat you you lay your hands down on top of it once you think you have it sealed you lay your hands down on top of it and just just press all over okay well thank you much that was excellent Sounds kind of kind of like a neat device i uh right now i have one of those deals that um it's it's a hamburger press and it makes eight hamburgers but I mean you you actually take the amount of meat and put it in there and put it between the discs there's eight discs kind of like that yeah anyway but it was it was real cheap I mean but it works fairly well I was going to ask you guys about your grill that you used did it I mean well, first off, how expensive was it? Because <laughs> we bought a George Foreman, and we can only get basically three hamburgers on it. I offhand don't remember the price of this. Um, it was well, Bill probably knows because uh, he just bought one. He, he just, just bought, bought a second one. He just bought one. another one. We love it, and you could get probably I could have probably gotten eight to ten of these on there. You yeah, can okay. probably pick it up on Amazon for two thirty nine, but then you've got to buy an extra grill. But I know you save all that price, but I guarantee you because of the size and the way it cooks, you there's no comparison. I thought, well, we'll just get by with our George Foreman and then it quit. Because we had one down in Florida. We have got one in Florida. We don't have one. I mean, it's there. But we we figured we could get by without it, and we can't. It, you know, when you've got three people here like we do now, it is hard to cook everything on a George Foreman grill. You don't have everybody with the giant, the Jackie Miller appetite. 
Tim, that grill has, when you get that, it has two plates that come with it. There's a um, one plate is a grill plate. You know, it has the ridges and stuff on it. You know what I'm talking about. And then there is a flat plate. And what we did, we bought extra plates so that we could, um, you know, we could we could use both flat plates and not the grill plate. Or the other way around. We got two grill plate. We wound up with an extra grill plate and an extra flat plate. So that way, when you open it up and it's flat, like if you were going to do pancakes or something like that, you'd want to use the two flat plates. Pretty amazing. Good, good stuff. Um we are working on the beeps as we speak, so the beep person, I wish you would beep again so I could uh, catch it and, <laughs> and do something um, for it. But it, it, I got, you can also get it on QVC on a five or six month or four months or five easy pay. Whatever their easy pay is. Whatever yeah. their easy pay is. But I'm telling it's you, that very grill. fast. I mean, it, it, it's a lot fast. It cooks a lot faster because it's got uh, it's got more power. Oh more my water. goodness! Yeah, it, there's no, there's never any doubt about your meat getting done. There is no doubt about it. And Doug turned me on to that, and because we needed one down in Florida. Remember, Chris and Dave? Because my what was that one I hit? The Opti Grill went out. Yeah. Yeah, we love this thing. It's it's it, it's a little more expensive, but if it's like our other Breville stuff, it'll last forever. Well, plus you can stand it up when it's done. You or when you're done using it, you can actually stand it up so you don't have the whole grill sitting down on the. Uh, you can stand it up and shove it back against the wall, and it's as though turn the grill up on its side and slid it up against the wall and it doesn't take up much room. It's heavy. Yeah, it right. is heavy. The plates are heavy too. It is just Yeah the George Foreman's are not good for storage. <laughs> no, you oh, know no. and I'm thinking the George Foreman's aren't quite as good. Remember that one we tried for two weeks from Walmart? Oh yeah. The one, you, the one you sent back. <laughs> yeah, I took back whatever because it. You had to unplug it to turn it off. And I'm not a real big, big on that. Well, it looks like we're being entertained by a little dog here this morning. Turn it on. I'll have to go get Flash. Yeah, <laughs> you have to get equal time. And the bird, yeah. if he can do, uh, see if uh, Thunder can do an imitation of. Of the dog, uh, Thunder yeah. actually can. Yeah, she does so, dogs, cats, and doves, and <laughs> yeah, doves, pigeons. <laughs> we have any more questions? I guess we don't. Um, maybe time for that recipe. Well, okay, this is a kind of a quick one because I wasn't sure how much time we were going to have, but it's a good one. It is how to make corn on the cob in a slow cooker. 
And I really wouldn't have thought you could do it this way, but you can. It's nice if you have an oval one because, you know, how corn is long. But I've done it in a round one, and it will work. Or if you want to cut your cobs in half, you can get even more in there, and that way people can get one or two or three or whatever. You Now, they, they don't recommend that you leave the husks on. They say it just doesn't do as well. It, the ladies said they like it a lot better on the grill or something with the husks on, but not in the slow cooker. So <clears throat> what they recommend you do is husk all the corn, get all your silks off, because once it comes out, it's going to be pretty hot. So get all your silks off. Tear aluminum foil in sheets. If you're, This is assuming you're using whole cobs, okay? The, tear your sheets in about 12-inch squares, or you can buy the sheets prepackaged, and they're not that expensive. Lay your corn on the sheet, in the middle of the sheet. Uh, put butter or whatever seasonings you want on it. I like I like to just use butter on when I do it. We put a little salt on it later maybe, but I like to just use butter. But if you don't want to use butter, you don't have to. Or if you want to use Parmesan or something like that, you can. <clears throat> then you bring both sides. If your cob is going from right to left in front of you, you bring the front side and the back side together. And you, you fold them down. You bring them together and make a fold and just fold them down against the cob. Then you bring your ends up and fold them. And you put each cob in the um, slow cooker. As they say, it has a nice little foil home. Um, and you don't put any water in there. And that's the part that kind of amazed me is you don't put any water in there. You put as many cobs as your slow cooker will handle or as many as you want. And you can... Do your slow cooker, put it on high for three to four hours, depending on your slow cooker's wattage. Or you can put it on low for about six hours, and it turns out really, really good. And there's no work. You can do it ahead of time. People just walk by, grab one, and go. So it's really nice. We've done it for picnics, and it works out really well because it's something I can get ready. You can even get it ready the night before and stack it all in the refrigerator. But if you do that, you need to give it an extra maybe half hour because it's refrigerator cold. But it's something you can do ahead of time and not have to be rushing around. By the time you get everything else ready, your corn's ready. And, and people really seem to enjoy it. Sounds good to me. Yeah, after listening to those burgers... Mm. Sizzle and having some corn yeah. on the cob. Some like corn on the cob go well with that. I've got burgers, some big half-pound burgers I might get out, and we might have to have some burgers tonight. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Chris, that corn recipe you give, you can also do that, the same thing, and lay it on the backside of your grill. If yeah. you're using a grill outside while you're cooking the rest of your food. And they cook perfect. I've done that oh, for years. Yeah, we've done you that. Don't need to leave, you don't need to leave the husk on. That's just we've, another way they do it. I mean, you go to fairs and stuff, and they do that sweet corn, but they, they leave the husk on, and they just keep flipping it across this grill until it's done. Yeah, we've and done. We've fixed it that way. Can, can I can I make part of a, a public announcement, Bill? Sure. This is due, due to safety. You're running for the president? Uh, okay. I was, I was with a... With a police friend of mine yesterday we went to a uh, safety meeting for well, mainly for handicapped people now it's mainly for people who ride share rides is what he was pressing it's because we've had so many reports of people being attacked or 
hauled in the wrong place or things on these share rides. Well, what he said, and I agree with him, when the, when the rider pulls up to you, whether you can see or not see, because he said it goes either way, ask the driver for your name. If he doesn't know your name, he's not your driver, because your name is on his phone. And when you get in the car, the first thing you want to do, if you got a cell phone, keep your cell phone handy. As soon as you shut the door, see if the door opens. If the door will not open, you ask the driver to take the child lock off, and if he won't remove it, you call 911 immediately. Because it is illegal in the United States for a public purveyor to have child locks on his door activated. That's just a safety thing he was going through that people don't think of. So when you get in the cab, the first thing you do is check your door. If it will not open, because, you know, if you got a child lock on, the, you have to open the door from the outside only. Because the reason is it, it's illegal to do that. And also, if it was an accident and he gets unconscious, you can't get out of the car yourself. And he said, if he won't remove it, you just call 911 and have them come because it is illegal, even if, even if he says you're your driver. That's just a, just a thing I went through yesterday. And I thought I'd just mention today for people that I know, a lot of people use the share rides. Those are good ideas. I thought you were running for president or something like that. But no, 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 no. <laughs> I, know, I, just, I just thought since I, since I was at this thing yesterday, yeah. and he's a good friend of mine, and he asked me to come, and I went to it, and he was, so he was explaining this, and he asked me, because we had a, um, they had a, a uh, I don't know, the Uber, the one, the share ride car, maybe it wasn't a share ride car, we had a car there, and he had people get in and demonstrate, he had me get in and demonstrate how the, as soon as you slam the door shut, see if it'll reopen, if it won't open, tell the driver to take the, sh- the child lock off, he won't, then you call 911, because it's illegal for them to haul you with the, chi- with the child locks on. I never thought about that one, but most of the drivers now are identifying themselves and asking you your name. Is this Bill or whatever the case may be? Oh, yeah, so. right. But he said, you know, some won't. He said if a driver pulls up and he doesn't tell you, well, then ask him your name. Don't don't ask. You know, don't, don't say your name. Don't say, oh, you're here for Bill? No, you don't say you're here for Bill. <laughs> you say, yeah. You say who you're looking for, right? Yeah. So just, Let's see, Pam may have a question. We just, we just, yeah, we just had one the other day here in Lincoln Park. Uh, a girl got in a cab, or one of the, the Uber, and she, um, the guy molested her. And it wasn't her It wasn't her Uber driver. She just, um, she was out at night, and she thought it was. She just jumped in, and that was it. I think Pam has her hand raised. Oh, make sure that well, let's make sure she's unmuted. She she's be unmuted, good. unless she muted herself. Yeah. Okay, Pam, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, Chris, I wanted to ask a question about doing that corn. Uh, given that oil has a shiny side and a dull side. Does it matter which way that which way you lay that foil in your cooker and, and wrap it in order to, to allow the corn to do properly? What what I always do is I always pull the foil off of the roll and I wrap the corn 
on the part of the foil that was on the inside of the roll. Okay. Just like you would if you were cooking something in the oven, you know, you just pull it out. Right. Wrap it on the end, using the inside as the inside. Okay. Thank you much. Well, uh, it seemed like we got another caller, area code 312. It may be our friend from Michigan. But go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Bob here. Yeah, Bob. I'm sorry about the, I'm sorry about the dog. Oh, no that's problem the with the dog. About the, that's about the third time our dog's appeared on The Legends. I'm oh, sorry. That's all right. Uh, uh, can I bring cute. up a... Sure, sure. Go ahead. That's a golden doodle, all right? Very popular uh, breed. Um, oh. May I bring up a topic? Sure. Um, does anyone know how if it's possible to get the... Um, NFB convention on the on Alexa. Tim would answer that question for you. Tim, are you here? Well, I haven't heard if, um, but I know last year it worked, and uh, so I haven't heard the links yet. But I would guess that it will be. Okay. So um, I, I bet I, it is. If I find out. Well, let's see. Are we going to have a coffee club next week? We are, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will find out, hopefully, before then, or at least try. (laughs) And we'll let you know. Uh, Thank you. Thanks, Andrew. You can put your dog on any time. No problem. Yeah, mine, we try not to. Mine gets on during my show every once in a while. But um, so this dog was like a, a lot worse than yours. Yeah, we, yeah my, mine has a, I don't know if, uh, I always joke about him having a barking allocation. He only barks about eight, eight barks a day. Oh. So that's pretty good for a toy poodle. Usually they bark a lot more than that. <laughs> Yeah, they do. This one barks. This one barks a few hundred a day. I don't know. Does it look more like a golden retriever or a poodle? A little of both. Miniature, miniature golden retriever. Uh, I mean, a golden retriever and miniature poodle. It only weighs about fifteen pounds. Oh. Huh. She's she's eight years old, and everyone thinks she's a puppy. Or, Wow. They, they, they one, sound- one of the speaking of allocations, one of the things I remember, one of the actually one of the few sermons I remember as a kid was one time our preacher preached a sermon about what if we were charged for our words and we were charged like a nickel word. He said people would be a lot more careful about what they say and how many words they use. Maybe he thinks he's charged for the marks. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, that's something to think about. Think. <laughs> Certainly stuck with me, I guess. Well, it would, well, maybe it wouldn't be so unkind if they were charged for their words because they wouldn't want to waste those. <laughs> yeah, it's, it really makes you stop and think. Let's see how much time we've got left here. Oh, we've got a couple minutes left. Two minutes. Two minutes left, and 
Anyone else have any comments before we start winding things down? Boy, this is a silent bunch today, or we have really bored you. Everybody's all talked out. Or hungry, that's what I am. Well, all we can smell around here is garlic because I'm making that TGI Friday copycat sauce that or glaze that our youngest son Steve likes. Um, he I always make it for his birthday, so that's our whole house smells like garlic, really strong. <laughs> I make I'm making uh, vegetable pizza for the night. All right. Oh, there you go. And it looks like we might have a raised hand. It's going to be 90-some degrees here today. Well, we're supposed to get that later this weekend. Yeah, we're supposed to get that way today. And then we had a rainstorm yesterday, but it didn't hit me, but it really went through uh, in the upper near north side. Cause I got a friend that lives up near north. And she, I was talking to her, and she says, man, it's raining. It rained about an inch, inch and a half in about a half hour, but it passed real fast. Because oh. I was talking to her, I said, well, stop raining. There's a rainbow out over the lake. <laughs> 312 has their hand raised. No, that was from before. Oh, that was before. Okay. Well, between now and next week or even tomorrow night, we're working on the beeping problem. We'll solve that issue. Thanks for all your patience on the legend while we're transitioning over to Live 365 and getting our tune-in links to work and and adjusting to the ad insertions and the things on the automation. But trust me, if there was any other way, we would do it. But uh, this is what we can afford and this is what we can do. So that's just kind of how it is and we really appreciate it. Um... Anybody else? Oh, one the- quick comment, Bill. Sure. When you when Bill when uh, Dave was getting ready to do his demo, did you notice that the commercial for the guy that caused a forest fire with a with his grill started? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was a promo, right? Right when when Bill says we'll have Dave's demonstration right after this, he said we're going to grill hamburgers today. And as soon as you put the promo on, the first one was that one about where. I was grilling my food yeah. and a bash fell and started a forest fire. Well, well, <laughs> we're trying to keep Dave in line. You know what I mean? You never know what's going to happen on the coffee club. <laughs> right. I thought it was clever, that commercial. Come on, just right then, because Bill popped that on and it played that, and then you came on afterwards. But I thought it was really clever. Like, I mean, it could have been time any better. And... <laughs> You know, we've got Tim's show coming up here in a second. Tim, are you almost ready to go? I guess he is. I am. Yes. Getting ready to go. So if you've got requests, and just keep Tim busy because, you know, he gets lonely there if he doesn't have requests to do. So Dire straits starting things off. Dire straits. Okay. (laughs) Well, have a good one, everyone. Thank you so much. We appreciate all your support. Thank you.